Bienvenidos a Estados Unidos. Regresar al viaje a Canadá. ¿Cómo estás? Bonjour. I Did think you he said, what the hell is Canada and why were you there? That's from what I picked up while I was yeah. in Mexico. I do believe he was asking me if I've got a moose. The answer is yes. We're going uh, multilingual here. On the Shawnee Football yeah, Podcast. I think we can do that. You guys just want to gloss over the moose. Tell us about your moose. It's a pocket moose. Mm, a moose pygmy? A Shetland moose? It was a Cornish game moose. <laughs> did you find him just stranded? I just want to ask you, Colt, why did you think I went to Canada? I was just playing the opposite game. You went north, Ryan went south. No, no, no. Just Josh. Oh. Yeah. That's true. Everything. Every time Ryan does something, I do the polar opposite. Like Ryan got married recently, and I mm-hmm. actually just got divorced. That oh. is why. That is why I went Ooh. to Canada. Was it a he divorce or just an annulment? There, actually, I'm, I wasn't supposed to say anything. We annulled the divorce of the marriage. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, actually in Canada? No, I wasn't in Canada. Also, I've never been married, and I'm pretty sure you can't annul a divorce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Madison wanted to annul our marriage when we were trapped in. Listen, Oaxaca, that that does not mean that you guys can get married again. It's already happened twice. Third <laughs> time's the charm, AJ. They break up every Valentine's Day. While we were in Mexico, I broke my streak. I had a two and a half year streak going of not pooping in my own pants. And we were laying by the pool and by God, somebody pooped in my shorts. <laughs> Son of a Someone bitch. else? Somebody did it, Colt. And it's hard to say who. <laughs> okay, Ryan, real quick. Let me ask you. You're in public in Mexico. Correct. Someone has just shit your pants. Somebody, yeah. How do you convey to a non-English speaking Mexican citizen that you've shit your pants and now you need help? I shuffled my ass to the public turlets and hoped it didn't run down my leg. Don't you have I to pay for those bad up. boys? No, 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 not at the resort. Outside of the resort at the sanitarios, you do have to pay six pesos. My understanding of Mexican law is vast, as you both know. (laughs) Sure, obviously. And at minimum, it's doubled for poopies. But my understanding is that if you've already done a toosie, and you do need to use El Baño. A dos is what they call it there. A dos. um, (laughs) That at that point, a quadruple, at minimum, of your original price. Yeah, it was 22 pesos. God, I don't think that math checks. Uh, <laughs> I want to touch on this a little bit more. You ate bugs. Your wife ate I bugs. I did. Yeah, I ate bugs. We did have a variety of locally sourced bugs. I also believe <clears throat> that actually means uh, they just went and fished them out of the alley. Yep. In the that, so, yeah, you read my mind. We were in the lounge area because they gave us an opportunity to either wait an hour and a half for a table with wooden chairs or sit in the lounge, which were just couches. And we said, we'll take the couches. That's our natural eating habitat. What was that hula hoop dude? That was the okay. the, the ending fire show for the week. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was that was my latest injury waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm going for a uh, root canal examination tomorrow morning as a result of a eating thing. candy-covered almonds on Easter Sunday. Uh, buddy, I hate to break this to you. It's not a result of the candy-covered almonds on Sunday. There's a lot that led up to this problem. I know, I know. I just had to... <laughs> <laughs> There's a fair amount of things. Yeah, and truth uh, yep. be told, my dentist, he said a crown was inevitable. 
and mostly everything that fractured off was filling work anyway. So I okay, know that- so you didn't bust up a tooth. You destroyed a filling. Some of my tooth's gone too. It broke all the way down to like the gum line. It's oh, Christ. Oh the, God. It's the, outer, <laughs> it's the outer part of my molar. Oh, did you spit oh, out pieces of your tooth and almond and have I to ate it all between? Oh the God, Colt! No, you swallowed your own yes! tooth. I thought this shit is really crunchy. I was. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I chewed it up. Don't don't lose your shine. Ryan, um, when you finish chewing that, if you would if you would kindly start the podcast, please. Sure. Hello and good football to all. This is the Shower Your Football Podcast. I'm Ryan, my co-host, AJ and Colt. We're schmoozing about who got paid and who got traded and celebrating the Dan Snyder free NFL. We will present the Mac Oracle Award for episode MVP, named for the middle name of New England quarterback Mac Jones and his heavenly dad bod. All right, this is how we do things here. Not here to make friends. Human decency and puns not tolerated. Name calling is required. Do not wait until people are done talking to opine. No rules, just right. Broke back snake house. Gentlemen, shall we football? Yeah, it's football. Mm, let's do some football. There are our beloved Red Hogs. So close. Are free. Private equity investor Josh Harris's group, including Magic Johnson, they have reached a principal agreement with Dan Dutch Oven Snyder to buy our <laughs> beloved Red Hogs for $6.05 billion. Hey, boys, guess how much Dan Snyder bought the Red Hogs for? God, it was under a billion. $800 million. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was his initial batch of shares well he eventually had to spend a lot more than that to get the rest of the shares but that was for his initial majority uh the offer from josh harris and his group is a non-exclusive uh which means other people can swoop in and try and offer dan snyder more money and that little rat fuck will probably take it because he is a little rat fuck now that hasn't been signed yet it could be undercut most importantly, it hasn't been voted on by the other league owners at this point. Uh, the vote takes place during league meetings in late May. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. This would be the largest sale in NFL history, inching out the $4.65 billion sale of the Denver Broncos last year. Josh Harris also owns the Sixers and New Jersey Devils. He is very active in sports ownership. In 2022, our beloved Red Hawks were last in percentage of seats sold and average attendance <laughs> per game in Sounds that right. giant toilet they call FedEx Field. <laughs> so I did a little bit of research on Josh Harris, and I was I was going to like go through this slide and then kind of give a, a rundown of who our savior exactly is, Josh, yes. Josh Harris. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, Josh Harris, I mean, he's not, he's, I, da- I doubt greatly, he is going to be um, Daniel Snyder. I, yeah, he's not Dan Snyder. Well, there's only one Dan Snyder, and he um, he commutes from hell to DC. I don't know if Josh Josh Harris, instead of being from hell, let's see, uh, born in Chevy Chase, Maryland. So uh, we've also got a DMV native. Yeah, this yeah. sounds too perfect. <laughs> this is really good. Uh, Our I'm beloved sort of- Red Hogs had a combined regular season record of one sixty four, two twenty, and two. Yeah, that would be, uh, I do believe, in the postseason in the Dan Snyder era. Right. I think that's the fifth worst or sixth worst. I believe that, that is 27th in the, yeah. in the league in that time. Um. So all of that being said, this is glorious news. It, well, it, it's uh, it's quite an improvement. Yep. And all that, that team's actually said, they've got a decent roster. They have a chance to be pretty OK. They have a, 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 I'm a huge Sam Howell believer. 
You are a Sam um, Howell boy. That's my boy. That's my son. <laughs> you have the same beard. He got your beard. Yeah. You, he mean, also got your very sensitive tum tum. Wait, does Sam Howell have a bad tummy? He doesn't eat red meat for some reason. So he he also ran uh, the 76ers who they were kind of Josh in like, Harris. Yeah, Josh Harris. Excuse me. Josh Harris ran the 76ers who was uh, they were kind of in a transition out of the Allen Iverson um, era whenever uh, Josh Harris bought them in 2011, I believe. 2011 is correct. And yeah. they went through a few years where they were pretty bad. But, I mean, you look at them in the past few uh, during the, the Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and um, James Harden, um, the, the years that those guys matriculated in and out of there. These guys have been wildly competitive. Uh, and even even like up until 2011, when they made the playoffs a few years prior to 2011, they didn't get past the first round. And they've been living past the first round. Not in the, not in the finals, mind you. They've been good. Um, they've been good. Uh, and then the New Jersey Devils, after years of being, you know, after after Martin Brodeur retired a bazillion years ago, they've been kind of kind of bad. But this year... Uh, they're back in a major way. So uh, you've seen like improvement since his ownership uh, of these two other franchises. So I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, I I'm. So, you know what? Fuck, dude. If if it was anybody who didn't have like a wild criminal record, I this it's it's better than Dan Snyder. And he, there's probably people with huge criminal records that are probably better people than Dan Snyder. That's true. Yeah, I would agree. That's true. I, I'm. It's good for these fans. Um, it's good for the team. It's good for the players. Uh, it's good for everybody. Yeah, I, I, I think that's 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 one of the things that we've talked about, and I want to touch on before we move on is what this does to the fans because, like, they're they are done. They have been yeah. done, and like the the seat sales, ticket sales, speak for themselves. Like, this is a huge market. This is a massive market. Is yeah. is is the DMV. The second the ink is dry on that contract, though, FedEx Field is just going to crumble into a pile of dust and duct tape and moths. <laughs> so you think uh, we're the beloved Red Hogs are going to have to play a, a, a soccer game or, or a game on a soccer field somewhere around Annapolis? Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about the field. Um, I'll, I'll give you this. Uh, Josh Harris is a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Wharton Business School and then an MBA from Harvard Business School. Um, they will. I, I I don't doubt they will be successful. That's not the issue. But will he represent the franchise in a way that they were used to when they were the blue collar Red Hogs back in the 80s with Joe Gibbs? All right. Next topic. Hey, uh, there's whoa. a wide receiver. Hey, excuse me. Whoa. Hold on, please. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. The Allen Robinson, uh, he's traded to the Steelers, and SLB uh, pending Robinson, who's 29 years old, uh, his physical. Steelers will get Mr. Robinson and the Rams' seventh rounder, number uh, 251, and then the Rams will get the Steelers' seventh rounder, number uh, 234. Rams will also get this now. Rams will also pay 10.25 million. Of Robinson's fifteen point two five million guarantee salary. How's about that? What do you think about that? Did they just Jared Goff a wide receiver? <laughs> Seems like it. No, I, I don't, don't like it. Don't, Everything. Don't, don't make me laugh. You're making my vape, my vapors long too bad. I can't, I, I can't breathe. 
They said take everything. Uh, we'll pay his salary. Don't worry about it. We'll pay. Two, we'll pay two thirds of it. Uh, just please take this dead weight off of our fucking franchise's books. Yeah. He had 33 catches last year for 339 yards. And I'll tell you this. He hated 32 of them. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't stand catching 32 out of him, 33 uh, passes he got. There was some bad um, aura with him leaving Chicago in, what was it, 2021 season. He just I, quit in Chicago. He, he quit, yeah. And that's what people are saying. He just quit on his team because they sucked and he he caught covid and he struggled mightily with covid he said you know later they were really um, bad i know but still for your alpha receiver to just quit and not show up and you know just i don't know people were wondering how it would go in la coming off i of will that. say and in la he didn't quit he didn't quit yeah he never started yeah he didn't give himself the opportunity to quit because he never fucking started yeah, and, and I did kind of buy the bounce back for him last year in the Rams offense, and I was duped. Buddy, I was too. Never again. I, I don't care. Not, high, bud. not interested. Not interested in this signing at all. Not even for fantasy. Not even for reality. Cousin Douglas, what say you? How do you feel about this? I was just getting over his Twitter feed. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell you what he still got pinned right right here. What's he got pinned? Uh, he, his thank, it's a note to Chicago. <laughs> Thank you, Chicago. Hashtag love. What a chapter. March 20th, <laughs> 2022. I feel like he hasn't been in this page for a minute. <laughs> uh, he's He's been tweeting some shit about Miles Sanders. That's pretty much it now. I was wondering if he was like, oh, cool. so good to be home. Glad to be back in the burg in western Pennsylvania. Nah, I don't nope, see none of that. Fucking anything. Ungrateful bastard. Like, what's what up, Penn you... State fam? That's all I'm seeing. Him and Miles Sanders just jerking off about Penn State. <laughs> Douglas, what what do you how do you feel Excuse about Excuse me? This? Jagging off about Penn State. I I gotta go. Bye, Douglas. <laughs> See you, Douglas. Uh Jalen Hurts got the bag, baby. Jalen Hurts got the bag. Five year him. extension, two hundred and fifty-five million with incentives, one seventy-nine guaranteed. Largest deal in history by average annual value. Jalen Hurts, the highest paid quarterback in NFL, the highest paid player, player, not quarterback, player, player in by NFL history. Average annual value at 51 goddamn million dollars a year. The Eagles don't give these out ever or often. First, no trade clause in Eagles history. As well. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's wild. A, that uh, yeah that that actually struck me more than anything. I was like, God, the Eagles don't give out no trade clauses. Are you kidding me? That's yeah. wild. Um, so can we? Could we have imagined this? Let's go back to e just last year. Could we have imagined this? Oh no, not uh, this wait, big. Wait, no. no, no, no. See, go I wasn't even a believer of uh, in 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 Jalen Hurts getting to this level. I wasn't to this level. Now Colt, so. We'll go over Ryan's backstory with Jalen Hurts, which is small, but kind of significant. Colt, on the other hand, Colt's a fantasy guy. These guys, these fantasy fellas, they looked at Jalen Hurts differently than mm -hmm. the rest of us who are more fans and, you know, poor, bad, unfortunate and unwanted analysts. Correct. Yeah. I mean, we we scout these guys, too, in our own way. Uh with the the dynasty uh format that we play uh and a lot of the guys that i 
subscribed to on YouTube, you know, our friends at the FF Dynasty and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of these guys were calling for a breakout year from Hertz. Um, I bought into it as well. Uh, Ryan, you drafted him in our home redraft league last year. You I took did. him in the you took him in the turn, and I should have known with I your did. your background, which you is know. what Ryan. So I covered Jalen his one year at Oklahoma. Um, we, so I, I, I'm making Ryan repeat this because we don't have this written anywhere. So every time we talk about this, I feel it's important to bring up that there is a small Absolutely. amount of history for yeah. Ryan. So we we yeah. don't advertise any of this that 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 I played football or that Ryan covered football at a fairly substantial level. Yeah, I I, I covered Oklahoma from 16 through 19. Uh, so I got Baker and Kyler and Jalen Hurts and. You know, I never got one-on-ones with them. I did meet Kyler Murray's parents once, uh, but unrelated I, to your career, <laughs> unrelated to my career yeah. in, in the Dallas airport is wild. Tall uh, dad, short mom, right? Yeah. Very tall dad. Very short mom. Kyler got the short mom, uh, but I, I was in press conferences with, with Jalen Hurts and, and in locker rooms with Jalen Hurts and, and the way he commanded locker rooms was always super impressive um, to me in my very short fall season with with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback at Oklahoma um I've always been a believer in him as a football player um and him as a leader so I expected him to be a a a damn good quarterback at least a damn decent quarterback um I never saw the largest deal in NFL history yeah I didn't either but this is incredible man it it also right for him Sets another precedent for the guys behind him, like Burrow and Herbert, and you know we won't get into them. Oh tonight, yeah, that, but... the market is going to be reset very soon. But <laughs> yep. let's let's go back a little bit further. Let's go back to 2017 Alabama when Jalen Hurts was a sophomore and he was benched in the national title game for one Tua Tungo Vailoa, and then he <laughs> stuck around at Alabama in 18. He didn't transfer. He didn't leave. He stuck around, and then he replaced Tua. An injured Tua in the SEC title game against Georgia came back and beat him. And then he transferred to Oklahoma, had a very successful season in Oklahoma, uh, was a Heisman finalist that year. But when he was benched for Tua in the national title game in 2017, nobody, I I can venture to say, not even Jalen himself, could have envisioned five years later he would be receiving the largest deal for any player by average annual value in NFL history. An incredible story. Yeah, especially when you take it all the way back there. That's, that's a great point, Ryan. Unbelievable. A guy that was passed over, didn't quit, graduated, went somewhere else, was successful, worked his ass off, became a better passer, continued to run the ball effectively and brilliantly, got drafted, many thought higher than he should have, continued to work and continued yeah. to get better, beat out a former MVP candidate who was a shell of himself, at mm-hmm. that point, Carson wins. That was a Roseman chess move by taking Hertz. Fucking Howie. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then last year had some question marks of whether or not he was the long-term answer going into the season. Led the Eagles to the goddamn Super Bowl on a brilliant campaign. MVP candidate, we could probably say, right? Oh, yeah. At least a candidate. Absolutely. Um, Injuries dinged him a little bit. Sure. Uh, and... and the Eagles are hoping that he will continue to be an MVP candidate for at least the next six because he has one more year left on his rookie deal. And then he has five more of very expensive football yeah. left to be played. Let me ask you this real quick. So everything, it was a perfect storm in Philly last year too. And this isn't a discredit sure. to Jalen's talent because I think 
he could make this money or damn near close to it in most systems, just with the player he is with the skills and the leadership and the work ethic, like you mentioned. Um, But if you look at Philly last year, it was a perfect storm of defensive domination, uh, a killer offensive line, getting a stud trading for a stud alpha wide receiver and AJ Brown. Uh, But they put, they built this monster and he stepped into the driver's seat and he hit the fucking gas pedal. Sure. Didn't hit, didn't look back. So uh, do you, do you think he would have, obviously I don't think he would have made quite this ascension on a lesser offense or franchise or scheme, but do you Uh, think, I don't know how many guys I'm sorry, but I don't, I just don't know how many guys you can say, especially now with the pressures and like a guy like Dan Marino, Mm-hmm. Whenever things were a little more laid back and there wasn't as much um, there wasn't as much pressure from every angle. and There wasn't social media and the, the, the sport wasn't as big. But like Dan Marino, I think you could, pr- could have probably plugged in anywhere. OK, sure. But but now with the, the the nuance and like I said, all the pressure and the the like the pressure cooker that is the quarterback position in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you can say it about many guys except like. Pat Mahomes, because Josh Allen, you can't say that about Josh Allen, because there no. was there was a, a um like a a regime there that got nothing from Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. There are very few guys that lift a a bad franchise up. Is what AJ is getting at. Yeah, part of it. Yeah. Um, Marino also, would have like, done it. Elway did it. Uh, Peyton Manning did it. Tom Brady did it. Well, Tom Brady did it later in his career. He didn't do it earlier in his career. No, he did not. And I, I would I would argue that uh it took some things for Tom Brady to get to where he was and then he grabbed it with you know later in his two career, hands later in his career. Yeah. Teams. yeah. But um, it took a lot to get him where he is and he was he was the beneficiary of some wildly talented teams early on in his career. Absolutely. Not and so much Mahomes, the wide receiver position, but yeah. Even Mahomes was not dropped into a moribund franchise. True, true. That franchise was ready to roll. Yep. And the Eagles have been well positioned for a little bit. And now they are well positioned for another little bit with the deals that they have. Their 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 offensive line is always good as long as Lane Johnson's around. They can add to that in this year's draft. Let's say Peter Skaronsky is still around at 10 uh, and they don't decide to go skill position player and like a B. John Robinson and, and go with another piece on that offensive line. They're going to continue to build those trenches around him because you have to protect this investment that you just oh, made. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Jalen Hurts at some point and kind of sort of forgetting about this discussion of like, would Jalen Hurts be where he is without the Eagles? Eventually, I think that'll go away. Just like, yeah, would would um, Tom Brady be where he is without um, the Patriots and without Bill Belichick? Well, sure. obviously, he can win a Super Bowl without them. Sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, Hurts might not have to do that, and he probably won't do that. That's so incredible. Here's, here's another side of that coin is. Would the Eagles have been the Eagles last year without Jalen Hurts? And I think that answer is pretty unequivocally no. No, exactly. Yeah. So I think I that's think two that, sides. That I think it's two sides ways. of the same coin. Right. Yep. yep, I agree. My my stance in asking the question was more sided with the fact that he's a stud. No, and it's a it's a very popular question. He, I mean, he'd be, yeah. he'd be a stud anywhere. I, I agree. I mean, you got to or you don't at that level. And could he have it. developed and, and could he have become who he is this early in his? I say early in his career. He's an older. He's an older guy as far as a young player. Um, he's only 24. That's not bad. 
that's younger than I thought. It's not bad. Younger than I thought. Um, yeah, either way, like you drop him, you drop him in the Browns, you drop him in, you know, in in Houston, you you drop him in in some other franchise that didn't have pieces readily available and around him. Obviously, he's not going to develop the way he has uh, to to this point. But he was given an opportunity and made the most of it. And I'm and, I'm so happy for the kid. And that's the point that I'm trying to make is that Jalen Hurts would be Jalen Hurts as much as Josh Allen would still be Josh Allen if he was dropped into another franchise at the start of his career. Jalen Hurts is as transferable with his God-given ability as any other elite quarterback, not named Pat Mahomes, I would say. Yeah. I would say that he would transfer about the same as Josh Allen or about the same as maybe Kyler Murray or, I mean, we've seen what happens when, you know, we've seen what happens with Russell Wilson and, um, you know, you've had guys and then you have sort of the opposite with guys like Drew Brees kind of flourishing with a, a change in franchise. But I'd say Jalen Hurts is as transferable in his talent as any other elite quarterback not named Pat Mahomes. I agree. Yeah, I agree. He also he he accounted for 35 touchdowns <laughs> and six picks. It's insane. Is All that right. good? Is that good? It's OK. It's it's middling middling to fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough Jalen Hurts this year's quarterbacks. We're going to go to next year's quarterbacks. 2023 draft class quarterbacks. The curious case of the 2023 QBs. Uh, small preview for our final mock NFL draft next week. Uh, we're hearing some rumbles now. Maybe Hendon Hooker sneaks into the first round. Who's number one overall? Is it going to be Young or Stroud or Richardson or Levis? Uh, we got some some rumblings and grumblings. I, I do think the way AJ that you that you lined this up, I think is fair. Uh, it does look like it's going to come down to Young or Stroud at number one overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then the question is which team wants to take a flyer on who first in Richardson or Levis, probably both still looking at, we would think top 10 selections, right? Yes. I I've seen Levis falling out. He has been falling out. 10. Yeah. 10. In mocks and stuff, but those are mocks and this is a quarterback and this is the NFL. So yep. <clears throat> yep. Um, only one. It only takes one. I don't, see him, only out one. Of the, I don't see him falling out of the first round at all. Highlander yeah, but... five starring Will Levis. <laughs> I think so he would. I think he would look great in a kilt. Can I please go here real quick? <laughs> oh, I think buddy, Will would. Levis would be dashing in a kilt and a big sword, especially after he's put on so much muscle. He's he's, he's really gained some mass. <laughs> he's a muscle. Yeah. He's a muscle boy now. Vascular is what he is. Yeah, I think uh, so. Somebody <laughs> said this. I think it was Eric Eric Burkholder at Eric Burkholder six on Twitter. Eric Burkholder, um, uh, send him um, uh, DM him some memes of um what's the what's the penis emoji eggplant the egg the eggplant the purple eggplant dm yes. him dm him some purple eggplants <laughs> in the night high higher not we allowed to eat those in the monday brashler home <gasps> just at night or always uh, no my beloved wife does love an eggplant the actual eggplant not my penis <laughs> she doesn't she only, love she, she doesn't, only tolerates that. doesn't much care for that <laughs> no she just tolerates it hi madison we love you um <laughs> Long-time listener of the podcast. Yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller. Though. My lovely wife, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can pretty – I'm pretty much done with L- Will Levis being the Highlander. So, yeah, we can talk about the first round again. <laughs> I want to see him flip a, a telephone pole. I want to see him flip like a big boy. <laughs> In a kilt. 
in a kilt and maybe <laughs> see his plant. <laughs> I want th- Thunder Gun Five. Shout out to Sunny in Philadelphia. Thunder Gun Five. We're calling oh, this man. one Will Levis Hangs Dong. Thunder Gun Five. <laughs> okay. D- first question: Does Hendon Hooker make it into the first round? Um, Colt, I believe you're the one in a mock draft of the three of us out who has thrown Hendon yeah. Hooker into the. It first was one nineteen to Tampa Bay. Uh, I I. Looking at the teams and the selections late in the first round, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but uh, could someone trade up and take him? I mean, you get that fifth-year option if you take him in the first. Uh, I don't think second-round quarterbacks are too common of a thing. People just prefer to reach for them in the first or let them fall to the Well, they get, they get that extra year. They get the yeah, fifth right. year. Uh, and Colt, of, you know, Colt's totally right. Like, you've got from 23 on, you've got Vikings. They've, they've got one. Jaguars definitely got one. The Giants seem to think they've got one. The Cowboys uh, the Vikings have one. Are in their last year of Kirk Cousins. Yep. The Vikings so, may be a possibility. And the so Giants Vikings hosted Hooker. The Giants hosted Hooker. They just shelled out a bunch of cash for Danny. I know. I know. Danny Nichols. A bunch. The next four years. Danny <laughs> uh, Dingles. <laughs> Danny Nichols. Danny Dingles. Uh, <laughs> so you've got a twenty-four and, and onward. Jags, Giants, Cowboys, Bills, Bengals, Saints, Eagles, Chiefs, none of which right now need a quarterback. Uh, The the only one I could say is like maybe the Saints at 29, they stashed Hooker, but they signed Carr for a little while. And also you don't sign Carr to then bring in a first round quarterback to sit. You're trying to win now. Right. But somebody uh, this this is where I guess the uh, the nuance of this question is, do we think someone trades up to like. Uh, 25 to 31 and snipes hooker it'll depend on who's on the board that sounds like something you do in gta 5 sniping yeah, hookers uh, snipes hooker <laughs> Han, Han and i are playing a lot of gta 5 right now <laughs> i really like hendon hooker i know that he's an older guy legitimately older guy this time he's older than what like eight starters in the league right now mm-hmm. uh but so what you're drafting, you're drafting a man, you're drafting a man's man, a real, a real man boy. Um, I don't think GMs really care that much about that, to be honest. Uh, mm. He's 25 years old, 25 or 26. He's old, dude. Like uh, he's a- probably he's 25 today. He's no Brandon Whedon. Is he 26? <laughs> he no. was 29 <laughs> when he was drafted. Fuck. Um, but Damn. you look late first. It'll depend on who is on the board. Shit. Dude, Will Levis is 23. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a Penn State to start. Um, it'll depend on who's on the board in those in those areas from, let's say, the Giants through the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to stay put, and they'll pick somebody ex- like just pure luxury pick for them because that's what they do uh, at 31. But then you look at teams that maybe are looking for a project quarterback, maybe the Seahawks uh, at 37. I think the Eagles, Ryan. Up. Are a um, are a potential fit for this with their two first round picks. They keep kicking the can down the road, pick up an extra one next year if they don't see someone they love. I think the Eagles yeah. would be. I mean, Howie Roseman loves to do this, so I think the Eagles would be one to watch at thirty. 
It's a good to, point. To, to pick Hooker or to trade down? To trade down. Trade, trade down, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm looking at teams like the Seahawks at 37, maybe to, to, to stash Hooker on their roster mm. and, and let him sit and learn and get to NFL speed and learn the schemes because that hypo offense doesn't necessarily translate for any of those skill position players. So let me ask you this. Do you think the Seahawks would be a franchise to stash a Hooker? Maybe. It is Seattle. It's very damp there. We you you definitely no that's they would at least that's, house a hooker that's in poor taste <laughs> <laughs> that's in poor taste um yeah they so I I I, I I think that maybe the Raiders at thirty eight would move I up. think I think the Seahawks would employ a hooker they might employ how a often the Raiders would definitely employ a hooker no doubt the Raiders a thousand no percent would employ a hooker and uh, Nashville is a is a delightful place to pick up a hooker I've heard mm-hmm. uh moving up from forty one. Um, okay. So I, God, uh, I don't, I'm like, I'm like 50, 50 right now. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I could get on board with that. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think I would lean Ryan. You should have seen these guys are ready to crucify me. Yeah, we were, for, for well, taking... I, mean, I don't know about that. We were, we were excited I'm... for the chaos. Yeah, I know. I'm just being hyperbolic, uh, but Cole, it, was, you, it was a reach. You, uh, who Cole was who, a who... rascal. Yeah. Who picked him up in your draft in last week's draft call? Listen to the podcast, Ryan. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Go listen was, to the goddamn uh, show. I, I selected it. I nominated him for Tampa Bay's pick. That's right. At That's 119. Right. You said that at 19. Because that makes a little bit of sense. It does. Um, but okay, so it's pretty I, th- I think between the three of us, we're sort of leaning that somebody trades up and makes. I kind of do a poor decision in the mm. in the back half. I think you know, I, I actually like Hooker a lot. I love. I Hooker. do too. There, there is a lot of rumbling. Hannah, Hannah doesn't though. Uh, there's a lot of rumbling of the offense in Tennessee last year being very gimmicky and kind of uh, just kind of a, a clown show of sorts. Okay, right? wh- not, wh- whoopty fucking do. You know what? Uh, and this he's is not still produced. Not to you, Colt. Whoopty do. Um, if anyone else could have made that gimmick work in the SEC to beat Nick Saban, they would have. Right, right. They would have absolutely would have already. Yeah. And that's yeah. You know, people, people, people were offensive wizard. People were scratching and clawing because they couldn't get enough Jalen right. Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. Those were household names in 2021. Were Cedric they? Tillman's a were stud. They? Were they household? They Cedric, were. Cedric Tillman's legit. They absolutely weren't. Nobody knew who the fuck they were outside of some in SEC country. And 2022, you're talking. You're hearing two wide receivers. Uh, in the first two days of the draft, potentially, plus their quarterback and yeah. their left tackle, all of a yeah. sudden, Darnell Wright was was big time before he was, you know, discovered late in the draft process this year. Darnell Wright was a was a was a recruit. He was a yes. five star guy. He was yeah. he was well known, uh, but he was and a, a right fucking the, tackle. In a lot of dynasty circles, Jalen Hyatt is is out right now. People aren't in on him and I I drafted him in the league. He runs, he runs one route and it's go fast. Yeah, but I mean, he he's did win the Blitnikoff, and he, ex- yeah, I mean, he he's likely going to be a Will Fuller type player, um, but maybe his game develops into a little more than that. I think he probably has better hands than Will Fuller, coming from a yeah. Notre Dame fan. But he's, likely, I, I don't think he's as fast, but I think he has. He still could hands. go in the first round. He's so, real fast. So he's there's fast. that. I mean, if the Chargers right. take Jalen Hyatt, I'm sorry, maybe. what? If the Chargers were to take, oh, Jalen Hyatt. Like, maybe not at not at twenty one. I, yeah, I thought it's... you were saying that the the Chargers took a hooker. <laughs> no, 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 no. I let me. I'm going to put my foot down, gentlemen. I think, I think all of the hooker wordplay has to end with this episode. Or do we want to extend yeah. it towards to it's next? Going, week? In, it's going into the draft. 
Okay. All right. And probably post draft. <laughs> Is that a that's what she said? I didn't intend it to be, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a reach. And okay, let's move on. Um, I think this hooker's dead. Let's go to who's going to go number one overall. Is it uh, Bryce Young or is it CJ Stroud? <laughs> that was a poor taste. I'm sorry. That was great. Uh, I, I I said the last episode that I was on that we did a mock on that, that I think that the Panthers were leaning Stroud. And now I have no fucking clue. Yeah. So they, I, I do believe the GM has come out and said, uh, don't quote me on this, but I do believe the GM for the Panthers has come out and said we have not informed anyone that they are going number one overall yet. Yeah, there's been a lot of buzz that Tepper really is in on Bryce, but he has now cleaned it up and said, no, we're not sold on him at number one. I still think it's Stroud. What's the fucking point? I know. I know. What's the be... point? This is this is the season of lying because there's yep. no reason to lie there. They're <sighs> all lying. You have yep. nothing to gain from this. I believe nothing. And they're they're, exactly. they're number one overall. They're not trading out of that bitch. Oh no, no, they no. traded to get there. There's, yeah, there's no leverage. Them. Yeah. What, what, it's a it's practice for next year when they will yeah. have to lie. <laughs> now, uh the great Peter King came out with an article that said if Young goes one, the Texans may may entertain the possibility of either trading down or taking Will Anderson or Jalen Carter that. uh because they are so in love with Bryce Young. Mm. How do we feel about that? I think that would be a mistake. So with that being the case, I would say that the only reason to keep lying to the public and potentially everyone else in private, why would you only be a liar in certain areas? I lie to my privates, too. <laughs> you guys are fine. You're doing fine. You guys are great. You're really doing your job good. Everyone loves you. <laughs> Said Ryan to his privates. So the only yeah. reason to lie if you're the Carolina Panthers picking number one is that you want the Houston Texans to not know if they need to trade up with you to get Bryce Young. That's the only reason I can think of why lie to the public. So the Texans think that they might actually have to move up one spot to get their guy. If what Peter King is saying has any legs, which it's Peter King, he's been around for Many moon cycles now. As so. many years as the NFL has been around. So I don't know why he would outright lie. That's I don't think he's lying. He's being lied to for sure. And he well, probably yeah. knows. Yeah, he oh, definitely yeah. knows he's <laughs> Peter being lied King to. Is, Peter King has been lied to enough. He knows. Uh, <laughs> so that's the only reason why. Or they're just idiots and a-holes, which also, you know, that's very possible. But, I, God, have we ever seen someone trade up from number two overall to number one overall? I'm sure that's been done. That is wild. I'm to sure go that's been done. to go through enough bullshit to make uh, one of two QB needy teams picking one and two, making that second team think you're going to take their guy by not telling anyone what you're going to do. And therein kind of maybe enticing them to make an offer to get their guy to move up one fucking spot. Yeah. That seems a it, little far fetched. Uh, I can I cannot fathom a universe in which the Houston Texans pass on a quarterback. Me either. I and think that's the most likely thing here. My take is Tepper loves Young and Reich loves Stroud. So who who gets the final say? That's I, I have no idea. But I will say Reich has a long history of tall quarterbacks. Peyton Manning six five. Philip Rivers, six five. Carson Wentz, six five. Nick Foles, six six. Andrew Luck, six four. Jacoby Brissett, six four. Rivers again. Wentz again. 
Matt Ryan. I don't think Reich ever had Once again. Once again. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and Frank Reich was a 6'4 quarterback when he played. So Did he Reich likes have luck. He likes the big boys. Ryan, you're focusing on the wrong thing. These are tall boys. They are tall fellas. I don't think Reich was Luck's coach, though. Well, uh, OC or, you know, he co- coaching. Either way, Ryan, Frank Reich likes tall boys. Miller High Life, yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do the do. <laughs> you know how, you know, you know. Miller High Life when you're here, your family. That's right. <laughs> Miller High Life, we've got the meats. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, um, contrarian here and 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 say young's gonna go one overall okay i think he's the better prospect i don't think that's contrarian at all i think he's gonna go number one i think he's a better i, 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 I think that, he's a better prospect too i i agree with colt that that there that frank reich does have a type and and cj stroud hits that type i think david tepper is gonna swoop in and say we're taking we're taking the bama kid i certainly hope so all right, who goes first, Richardson or Levis? Anthony Richardson, our beloved, our beloved future son, Will Levis. I think it's Richardson pretty easily. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, at at this point, I do. Um, is that the right thing, uh, Colt Ryan? I know where you stand. I do believe Colt. Where do you yeah. stand on this? Uh, I just, I mean, the hate for Levis has gone a little too far, in my opinion. Um, but Richardson, he just has. These this elite size speed combo. I mean, the guy six, is just two forty and runs a four four three. Yeah, he's a tank <laughs> and he's fast. <laughs> he's got a fucking. He, he's got a lot of processing to figure out. He doesn't have a lot of games played under his belt. What thirteen, Ryan? Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, not a great offense. Uh, he's got a lot of things to figure out, but he has got so much potential. I, I think, I think he has a arguably safer floor and a higher ceiling than Levis. Levis is risky. A rich is risky too, but I think he's he has the the higher ceiling for sure. Now here's what, a here's another little little wrinkle thrown in there by Anthony Richardson. Uh, in the Florida spring game, uh, their offense scored a total of seven puntos uh, with like forty seven yards passing without Anthony Richardson. So, <laughs> gentlemen, so we've seen what <laughs> our what our beautiful son Will Levis looks like sans. Uh, camisa, which is shirt in it. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a great space. Stands without, yeah. Fellas, he so uh, seen camisa. Seen, yes. Anthony Richardson ran what a four three nine. Uh, four four three. Four four three. Do you know what Will Fast. Levis ran at his forty? Uh, and Let's these go are four seven. Nah, bud. He there. He was clocked anywhere in like. One one guy clocked him at four four six. There was another at four five three. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna give him a four six and be still has the boogie shoes. He still can fucking move, man. Yep. And also, hey, he's six foot three and probably probably now like two hundred forty pounds. No, he's probably like two twenty five, two thirty. Yeah, that's big. Yeah. And by the way, the guy can move and he can sling it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a better, he's a better, he's a more polished passer than Anthony Richardson. No doubt. He has a shitload more games under his belt. He's got more reps in a pro style offense with Liam Cohen. And last year, I think you can throw last year basically away because of personnel around him, injuries, all of those culminated in a shitty year. He was also told to a large degree to stop running. Yeah. Because his first hit at Penn State, Six games in 2019, 51 attempts on the ground, 
213 yards, 4.2 yards per carry, three tutters. In 2020, eight games, 82 attempts, 260, 3.2 yards per carry, three touchdowns. His first year at Kentucky, 107 attempts, 376 uh, yards, 3.5 per, nine touchdowns. Okay, and then he goes into 2022, 72 attempts, negative 107 yards. That's uh, a loss of a yard and a half per and two touchdowns. He was told to stop running. You don't yeah. lose your athleticism in one year. Yeah. yeah. And there was there was injury on top of that. And and, and like you said, the team around him was bad. I think yeah, bad. Like we lost he lost one deal. That was his best yeah. receiver. And the- Chris Rodriguez, their running back, was suspended for half the year. And yeah. like all of it was bad. <clears throat> uh the, the thing I would be concerned about is his touchdown to interception ratio. I'm not as concerned with his completion percentage. Because he was in the mid 60s and in the SEC with a bad team. That's pretty I'll good. T- that's fine. I'll I'll have I'll have what he's having. What I what is concerning is 24 and 13 touchdowns to interceptions in 21 and then 19 to 10 in 22, which like we've said, you know, you can buoy that a little bit with not the, egregious. It's not it's not egregious. egregious. It is concerning, though. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unlike whenever we had we've had guys with uh, accuracy issues who Ryan has stated many, many times, and I, I firmly believe it, that that's not something that you just fix nope. unless you're Josh Allen. And that is still kind of an anomaly. And even then, that was with a great offensive coordinator and acquiring Stefan Diggs was part of that equation. Right. And too. also an episode of the X-Files. Yes. The time the episode called the time Josh Allen got his groove back. Mm. <laughs> That's also a Disney film. The time Josh <laughs> Allen got his groove back. Yeah. Like the third emperor emperor's new groove movie. <laughs> um. So Ryan best for last, which of these players is a better quarterback and which of these will have more, which of these quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis will have more success in the NFL. That's so dependent on placement. I thought you were going to be fervently in one camp. Uh, I I am uh, so all things the same, right? Let's say yeah. okay, that's fair. Let's let's call this in a vacuum, okay? Sure. In, in in a vacuum, Will Levis is currently your better player, currently, and it's not close. Uh, Anthony Richardson has the most potential and upside. You throw them both on a middling team. Let's not put him. Let's not put him in the bottom 10 right. teams in the league. Right. Not put him in the top 10 teams. Exactly in the what I was thinking. Put him in that middle 10 of mediocrity. Which one makes you better right now? It's going to be Will Levis. Which one has the potential in the future if developed correctly with a good coaching staff and a smart GM and a good front office? Anthony Richardson has the potential to be a super duper star, but the boomer bust that that differential is much slimmer with Will Levis. The, the the ceiling and the floor is much closer to each other. He has a much higher floor, Will Levis does, than Anthony Richardson. Richardson could stink at lad. Mm-hmm. He could be terrible, yep. but he could also be great, great. Will Levis is always going to be fine. Uh, he has the potential to be very, very good, um, but Anthony Richardson has the potential to be an all-timer. He could be Cam in his prime, or he could be Trey Lance, who... Or he could be Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell, even better. Yeah. So I was just looking at potentially a comp, right? Um, 
So you guys remember Ter- uh, Terrell Pryor? Oh yeah. Yes. So these are these are Terrell. He could have been a really good tight end if he'd stuck with it. These are mm-hmm. Terrell Pryor's college stats. Okay. He's a freak, freak too. His last year, sixty-five percent, twenty-seven hundred yards, twenty-seven touchdowns, eleven picks, one fifty-seven point nine, and then he ran for seven fifty-four and four touchdowns just his last year. Also caught a touchdown if that matters. Um, now that was not that was Jim Tressel's last year. <laughs> God, that was tattoo God. year. Yeah, that was that was. That was uh, the year of our Lord uh, 20 tattoo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, it's a different offense. It is um, the the, what the Gators ran with Anthony Richardson. It was much more conducive to Terrell Pryor putting up these monster numbers. Also, he wasn't playing in the SEC. Also, the three of us could have started as wide receivers at Florida this year. Sure. They were fucking terrible. Sure. Uh, do you think how much does that make you believe in Anthony Richardson, my son? None. They, they, he okay. has 13 starts and 147 total fucking passes. Okay. That, that makes much more sense to me. Here's, uh, here's something funny for you, AJ. On Player Profiler, they have uh, Will Levis's best comparable with Jay Cutler. That's fun. I love that. I'm all yeah. in on Jay Cutler, bud. Yep. I know. Yeah, I know. Because Jay Cutler is my most entertaining quarterback of my lifetime. <laughs> oh man he's the biggest quarterback i know <laughs> the most quarterback uh gentlemen right. with it being um tax day for the next 18 minutes we're recording uh on this here day of our lord 4 18 23 it's 11 42 in the pms and i want to congratulate tonight's winner of the mccorkle award it's uncle sam metaphorical hats off to uncle sam um whether he's giving you money or you're, you're taking your money. He's always watching. And a big congratulations <laughs> to Ryan for getting yes. married. Yeah, congratulations. That also, congratulations like to la- last uh, episode's winner. It was Eric Burkholder. We love you, Eric. Ryan, take us home. All right. Thanks for listening to the Shall We Football Podcast. Please subscribe to our Flame Broiled Podcast, Burger King, on any podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. We've, we've got, got the meats. Five star- taken. I said Burger King. We've got the meats. Mm, we we have we have the meats when you hear your family burger cake (laughs) mixing fast food restaurant uh leave us a five-star review wherever you listen new episodes drop every thursday 6 a.m eastern time don't forget to follow us on twitter at swf underscore podcast at swf underscore podcast boys not sure if you watch the texas spring game Uh, arch manning did not look good quinn hewers did though texas is back (laughs) 